Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Utena, and today we'll be looking at how manifesting requires as much from our hips and our legs as our head, and how we can work to create a spiritual relationship with our physical self in order to foster balance and forward momentum. People sometimes approach the manifestation process as if the world is all raw material, and they're an artist which can make anything from it they wish. You know, just focus hard enough, keep the right mindset, know what you want is already happening, and it will. These are, of course, components of what needs to happen to manifest something. But anyone who's been in rush hour traffic can attest to the fact the world is not raw material waiting to do our bidding. Unless our bidding is to be cut off, watch angry people glare at everyone else, and see rude hand gestures of various descriptions. I tend to describe manifesting as a bit like couples dancing. Each of us is an agent of change and creation entering into intimate connection with the manifested world. Neither we nor the world around us is in complete control of the situation. But instead, if we're aware of each other, the music and the moment, we can fully participate, becoming dancers weaving the universe into being through their dance. Discussions about manifesting focus on the process as a choice or an act of will. However, we're manifesting ourselves into the world in each moment. It's an autonomic function of our being just like our heartbeat. We're always reaching for or being fed Akasha in its purest form. From our soul book, our highest self, or both, we're receiving a stream of Akasha in every moment of every day. Some of it we use as life force to run our bodies, some to get us through the day, and some to help us heal and rejuvenate through the night. It's the second wind which gets us through the tough times, the warmth which spreads through us at the side of our best beloved, and the strength which rises up to help us say no. Akasha runs through us like a slow-moving river, from the top of our head through our fingertips, from our third eye to the tips of our toes. As it flows through us, the Akasha is changed, transmuted, and formed by who we are and what we do, part of it going out into the world through our words and actions. Humans are also able to enter into this process consciously, directing what changes are made and how, becoming artists and creators working with Akasha as the medium to bring new things and experiences into the world. The first part of this is what most people focus on, intention. In order to manifest something consciously, we must first work with the energy centers of thought to define what it should or can be. This requires not only inspiration, the desire to create, and the right brain skill at seeing all the possibilities, opportunities, and dreams, but also the left brain's focus on problem-solving and implementation. Bringing all of these together, we create the concept of what we want or want to become. Having a clear idea, the Akasha is then moved down to the heart. This is where we develop a knowing that what we wish to create wants to be created. We can feel the reality of what it is we want and come to know it's true and will be, hence the saying, I know it in my heart. Determination is sometimes described as coming from willpower or a mindset, but what I found is determination emanates from us unshakably when the Akasha moves from the heart into our center core. 
When we know in our gut we can do something, we can make it happen, or we'll do whatever it takes to reach our goal, our arms begin to move into action. We begin to reach out, just as we reach out for a dance partner, gathering to us what we need in information, resources, and opportunities to start the process which inside us has already started. And this is where things seem to have a mind of their own. Sometimes the world moves to meet us halfway, we clasp hands, listen to the music, and start moving together flawlessly. Other times, we seem to have two left feet, or the world does. We clasp hands awkwardly, can't find the rhythm, and while things move, it's more work than joy. And still other times, there's no music. No one reaches out to meet us. It seems as if instead of being on a dance floor, we're standing in the middle of the mall, or a busy street. This is in part because, up until this point, from the head straight through to our gut, the energy is universal and only touched by us. Thinking, feeling, and gut knowing are all contained within us and only visible to the outside world when we express them. It's at the gut, in our core, where the tide shifts and things begin to head outwards, to take on form and connection to what is beyond us. In the hips, we begin to mix the universal energy with the energy of the world, bringing something new into being. Just as dancing relies heavily on the movement of hips and legs, the physical formation of our project happens within the energy centers in our hips and legs, moving out of us at the feet. We have terms for this like boots on the ground, and giving a project legs, or taking the right steps in the right order. Each of these energy centers seeks to engage with the world in order to make what has been pure energy into a physical reality. The hips seek to connect with another who will provide all the things which we are not yet or do not have so we can find the way forward. The left leg seeks to find a place where the project will be supported, nurtured, and have a home. The right leg works to make sure it will be able to hold its own amongst all the other things in existence and all the other manifestations in progress. During this outward focus, we're still making something which was previously only a thought into a reality through our own being. This means whatever relationship we have with ourselves from the hips down will be used to manifest our project. You might be able to see at this point where things can go sideways quickly. Our hips are the energy center where we hold our self-worth or value and where we express our value to others. This shows up in relationships where we're unable to connect, connect too deeply, seek to heal our wounds through relationships, or work through old issues partner by partner. We seek to be validated, to be seen, and yet the other holds up a mirror to us so we can see ourselves more clearly. In the meantime, we try to describe our worth through the language of value which is money. We struggle to get it, to keep it, to have enough, to use it correctly, or even get a return on our investment. Our fears and opinions about money, abundance, people, and relationship are in our hips, and part of the mechanism we use to manifest our desires into the world. We can have all the right thoughts and feelings concerning what we desire. We can memorize the steps of the dance. But if we're unable to actually move our hips, keep time with our partner, move in the same direction, or move at all, then the knowing is irrelevant. It's like hearing samba music, intending to glide smoothly into a sensuous dance, and 
instead finding yourself doing the hokey pokey while your dance partner gets jerked off balance or tripped. Another place where things can get stuck is in the legs. If we struggle to set boundaries, to say no or to go where we mean instead of where others say we should, then we're having a right leg issue. If we can't seem to get our feet under us, never getting support from anyone else, never feeling like we're in the right place at the right time, or even if the odds are stacked against us, then there is probably a left leg problem. Any or all of these can derail a perfectly good, universally inspired manifestation plan. I was struck by a moment in Misty Copeland's documentary A Ballerina's Tale, where she talked about a new form of ballet practice called floor bar. The traditional practice for dancers with the bar is to work one side of the body and repeat equally with the other in order to be balanced and fully competent with both. Floor bar, created by Marjorie Liebert, dramatically demonstrates for dancers that what they thought was parity and evenness is not. They can go their entire careers or even lives unaware they've been relating to the two sides of their body differently. Lying on the floor draws exact comparisons, thereby highlighting where they're out of balance relationally with their own body. It's in this moment they can begin to change and improve this relationship in order to achieve a more complete balance within themselves, thereby creating the firm foundation for personal and professional expansion. This caught my attention because I sometimes feel like the floor which clients and students are working against for the first time. When I point out to them Akasha flows not just from top to bottom in their bodies, but also bottom to top, and this is required for balance and health, I get a variety of responses from surprise and intrigue to rejection to aha. While the spiritual community has always been welcoming of alternative healing practices and continues to broaden its acceptance and understanding of holistic health, it still suffers from the metaphysical-physical split where spiritual matters, wisdom, and beings are up there or out there or over the veil. And the physical life is here, in an existence apart from what is spiritual. We're taught the body is a mechanism, a vehicle whose warranty expires sometime in youth, and thereafter to be mistrusted and monitored as it randomly breaks down, struggles with various fuels, and refuses to perform at the most inopportune moment, all of which prevents us from doing so much of what we wish to do. We're also taught one of our jobs is to raise ourselves up out of the physical struggles of the world, remember who we truly are, and rise above it all to a higher plane of existence. Our focus on this world is to repair and replace it with a spiritual world, which is full of love and bliss. These conceptions are a bit like a dancer working at the bar. Our focus is split into two halves, spiritual and physical. We're exhorted to attend to them both equally and even to focus on the spiritual more because the physical is so much more immediate and demanding, we can seem to ignore spirituality altogether. We come to the bar assuming our spiritual side is atrophied and needs rudimentary attention, where our physical side may need work but is doing its best. In all the focus on the differences between the sides, we don't realize the entire practice is training us to be as much imbalanced as balanced. In fact, it's heightening the imbalance by encouraging us to do extra work in order to counter it, in essence redefining balance or creating balance in imbalance. 
being in the mind isn't a bad thing, nor is becoming conscious of and interactive with spiritual practices which connect with the universal Akashic flow. It's necessary, but so is the reverse. Not having balance between the two, not having Akasha moving in both directions equally, causes all kinds of difficulties for people such as an inability to manifest a project beyond the initial stages. We label this as a problem with impracticality or bad luck or having something stuck somewhere or a problem with commitment, let alone follow through. Akasha focused only on the upper regions of thought, psychic gifts, energy work, and universal emotions can cause the body to react, signaling where things are unbalanced and tugging our attention back into the now. When we're not working with Akasha in the physical realm, others' acts of manifestation can take us unawares. Seeming to come out of nowhere, their real-world effects pull us even further into our minds in order to understand the problem and create an illusion of control. This exacerbates the disconnect, unfortunately, creating a self-reinforcing struggle. So, what's to be done? Well, start where you are, of course. This doesn't mean haul out your well-worn failure-to-do list and begin the ritual of self-abuse, which starts with I know I should, although feel free if it makes you feel more comfortable. Starting where you are isn't about judgment or judging, but instead of assessment. Start by noting if your spiritual practice consists mostly of mental exercises, such as journeying, sitting in meditation, chanting, and breath work, or visualizations and affirmations, prayer, and such. Check to see if things you do for physical well-being are mechanical, like car maintenance, such as go to the gym equals change the oil, one hour of cardio is rotate the tires, take a long walk once a week equals go through the car wash or if your physical practices are a way to punish or correct issues. Look to see if there are any exercises meant to promote emotional well-being rather than enforce monotone and perpetual happiness. Look to see if the spiritual practices are focused only on upwards movement, getting you out of your body, or rising above it all. Once you have this personal wholeness map, you'll have experienced your first session on the floor bar you'll have seen a clearer version of the state of things. Balance comes not from staying still or reaching some impossible perfection or end goal, but to be in movement. So with this map, you'll be perfectly situated to move into a more balanced state. There are many ways to start this moving balance depending on what the specific issues are. One of them is to work with Akasha to create a familiarity and ease with your sacral and root energy centers, equal to what you have with your mind and willpower. Luckily, the Akasha itself facilitates this, as it wants a clear channel not only to move things through us into being, but also to have physical Akasha, lived experience, move through us freely back up into the Akashics. To do this, start by sitting comfortably upright, either in a chair or on the floor. Press your palms gently but firmly over your solar plexus, or tummy, which is the space between your ribcage but above your belly button. Press only enough to feel comfortable pressure and hold until you notice a warmth building from this area. Your awareness will automatically turn there, so just allow yourself to turn inward with the pressure. It should feel comforting and supportive. Underneath this, you'll begin to notice the warmth not only radiates, but is coming from your core. You're tapping into the physical aspect of your Akashic flow. 
Let your mind's eye turn inward to the flow. Like the rippling of a gentle brook, it will wash over you, but leave you steady and calm. It's an ever-flowing stream of liquid golden light. Once you've adjusted to this and recognized it as the safe, timeless feeling of you which comes when you know everything is going to be all right, let your awareness gently and slowly move downward with the flow to the space between your hips. Then rest in this space. Don't be surprised if it feels different as you move down. Just as a foot feels different than a hand, there will always be a difference between these two energy centers even if you have a good relationship with the area. Once you're in your second chakra, just let your attention rest there. In doing so, you're energizing it, providing healing and nourishment. As with people, the best gift you can give is your attention. When you feel ready or your mind wanders, go back the way you came, moving up the stream, which is just as easy, and you'll find flows in this direction as well. Once back to your core, return your awareness to your hands and then release. As you become accustomed and comfortable with the practice, you can move further down into your root chakra, then past it to your leg chakras one at a time and then out through your feet. What's sometimes surprising is, unlike working with other chakras or energy areas, working with your lower half not only changes how we feel about ourselves and how we operate in the world, but also how others perceive and interact with us. Because these areas are, by their very nature, interactive with the world, they affect not only our current manifestation project, but all aspects of the life we have and are creating in each moment. Manifesting is something we do naturally. However, creating a positive relationship with all of our energy centers, tuning into the Akasha which moves through us and consciously working with it gives us a much better chance not only to dance the way we want, but to connect with the world in order to get the best possible results. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.